Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I'm sports editor Greg Keim, and with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. And Austin, we're still in our coronavirus uh, situations here. We're keeping our social distance apart. We're probably about, what, 10 miles apart right now doing this podcast? <laughs> I, give or take. And I, I don't mean to critique you, Greg, but you said with me is sports reporter Austin Huff. I know that's our intro usually, but you're not technically with me right now. So I, I don't mean to be that guy. But I just know someone's going to call you out on that. So I want to get ahead of those people by calling okay. you out. So we, right. I'm with you in spirit. And via, yeah, Zoom, there you go. and via Zoom, I'm with you in that regard. But we are not with each other. I know our producer, Sheila, will, will get mad if I don't clarify that, too. So Yeah, we don't, and we definitely don't want our producer, Sheila, mad at us. Yeah, we can't, we can't afford to get another week canceled. You know what I mean? So, no. No, we can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, Greg, we are still dealing with coronavirus world. We are. Uh, some national news, some maybe good national news coming. Might be a little glimmer light at the end of the tunnel, maybe here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, as has been reported by Jeff Passan on ESPN, the MLB is trying to get the season going maybe as early as May. Uh, some of the right. things throwing out there is playing it all in Arizona. Uh, potentially, obviously, you have 10 tr- spring training facilities near the Arizona Diamondbacks home stadium, and I'm sure there's other ones across the state as well uh, that they could potentially use. Uh, there would be no fans, no right. fans, of course. And, uh, yeah, interesting potential uh, development. What, what, do you, what, were your re- uh, what was your reaction, I guess, when you first kind of heard that news? Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm a diehard baseball fan, and I'm going nuts right now without being able to watch baseball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even though I'm watching uh, 20-year-old games on MLB Network or something like that, old All-Star games, old World Series games. By the way, I watched Game 7 of the Cubs-Cleveland World Series the other night, and the Cubs still won. Yeah, I watched that last Last week, too. I never watch old games back. I, but, you know, desperate times, right? So, right. got to get yeah, that baseball. It's still fun, too. I was, you know what? I was still upset about Rajay Davis, though. I still got angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's been four years. I'm still angry. Right. So. One, of the, one of the things that is, sounds promising about this plan is that all the major, all the uh, training facilities in Arizona and Chase Field, where the Diamondbacks play, are all within 50 miles of each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they go to Florida, where the other half of the major league teams train, they're like 220 miles apart. Right. So there wouldn't be a lot of traveling involved if they go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know MLB in this plan would do a lot of precautionary stuff. I'm just looking at Paston's story right now. Players, coaching staffs, and other essential personnel would be sequestered at local hotels where they would live in relative isolation and travel only to and from the stadium, sources told ESPN. So, you know, it would be pretty, you know, seclusive in that regard. But baseball games would be being played, uh, official games too. They would probably consider seven-inning doubleheaders is what I read as well to potentially get to the 162-game mark that a full season would, uh, or at least get as close to that as possible. So. Uh, yeah, hope. 
maybe that it could happen. I mean, who knows? Obviously, like, this is just a tentative plan. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, you know, I'm excited. It got me excited at least a little bit, yeah. too, just thinking we could maybe have sports, you know, back in our lives. But like you said, it could change from day to day because we all know that in our business, we can write something for tomorrow's paper. And by the time it gets published and get out to the public to read, it's changed. Right. If I had a dollar for every every time I've done that in the last month, I'd be uh, relatively rich. So <laughs> every time I would change a story or change something in a story before the last second, you know, hits the print. You know, it's it's been a really hectic month. Um, and it's crazy to think that it's only been a month. I mean, on this day last month, March 7th, I believe, we were uh, sell, we were at uh, basketball sectional championships, you know. Right. It was just that shortly ago. I mean, we were supposed to – this podcast was supposed to be kind of the week after the uh, the basketball tournament ended or near it, you know, near the – or two weeks, I guess. We were supposed to be getting ready for baseball and softball and right. track and field well, and things like that. So Last night would have been the NCAA championship game. Right. Right, right. We would have held the tournament. Yeah, at least we still had WrestleMania this past weekend. That was cool, you know. <laughs> In front of no fans, it was weird. But uh, yeah. I think all things considered, the show came out pretty well. So, I think that's going to be probably one of the biggest adjustments if they do go ahead and play these games out there in Arizona, the, the MLB games. It's going to be a little different sitting there watching an empty, you know, play, fans, no fans there. Right, before an empty empty stadium. I don't know if you remember this from a couple of years ago, but the White Sox played the Orioles in Baltimore with no fans. Uh, there was those protests going on in Baltimore, and they couldn't. Uh, oh yeah, they didn't want to let fans in the stadium. I do you know, remember that. Now in terms of like for riots or crowd control, just things like that. So the White Sox and Orioles played in an empty stadium. Yeah, uh, which was weird. I watched some of that game. It was odd, you know, just eerie almost but again i think you know people would be rather rather have that than no sports at all so oh i think so too right and you saw it in spring training too uh, they you know they put micro microphones on some players and things like that you know that make the at-home experience better and i could see them maybe doing some of that too like incorporating some of those elements to make it a better home experience while there's no fans yeah they're gonna have to do things like that yeah Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I mean, it's exciting. Hopefully, hopefully it means something will happen. Obviously, we don't know, but uh, at least it's something positive to talk about. So right, right. Yeah. Another thing we got going on locally here is that while everything is pretty much shut down, all the high school sports have been canceled. The Goshen Youth Soccer League canceled their season. Mm-hmm. Little League is. Probably if uh, iffy up in the air right now. Right. Local golf courses remain open. Mm-hmm. So guys are still going out and playing golf. They're supposed to be maintaining social distance. There's always supposed to be one person in a cart. They're not supposed to touch the pins. You know. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. trying to maintain things like that, but still the courses are open. Yeah. And I, I talked to uh, – the uh, guy from Black Squirrel last week in, in Goshen. I'm pulling up the story right now. Yeah, I'm pulling up the story right now. I want to see what he said. Uh, I guess it was two weeks ago now. Man, time has just been 
whew, flying by, but not yes. flying by at all. So uh, they they've done they've done a lot of precautionary measures. Tony was talking about that uh, one person per cart. You know, unless it's like a married couple, they said right. married people can can have more. You know, they can share a cart. Uh, they have put stuff stuff like on the golf holes to where the ball doesn't go into the hole so you don't have to touch the pin to pull your golf ball out. Right. Um, and, you know, he said something, too, about the effect of, like, people are just happy that they are out playing. Like, they don't necessarily care about their score. Or they, you know, oh, the ball didn't go in the hole, like, you know, things like that. So uh, his quote said, you know, most people, they just want to get out of the house and get some fresh air and some exercise. So right. – that's and like these today is a beautiful day this tuesday april 7th is a gorgeous day uh wednesday will be a gorgeous day as well uh 70 and sunny like and according to our city editor roger snyder when we just had our newsroom conference call since we're all working remotely he said the black squirrel parking lot was packed oh today. i believe that i don't well, even i'm golf. sure it is i don't even golf and i'm thinking about you know hitting going playing nine, you know what I mean? Just for the heck of it. So maybe I can, maybe I can clock in and, you know, be paid to play golf. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think you're good enough to be played, to be paid for playing golf, Austin. That was mean, but okay. I'm not that good. I've played like one (laughs) round of my life. I've played one whole round of my life. So it's just the idea that, you know, restaurants are closed. You can't to go to open, you know, to go to dine in, you have to get carry-out orders from those places. They're shutting down other stores, businesses that they're considering non-essential. Now, as a former golf, I don't play much golf anymore because of my arthritic knee. But when I used to play golf, I I would consider I would have considered golf a necessary, an essential item right now. <laughs> well, it is good. But, you know, they want, they want people to get out and have exercise. You know, a lot of you yeah. see a lot of people walking. You know, I've opened up my my blinds the last couple of days just while I've been working here just to see and look out. And I feel like a lot more people are walking by, you know, doing exercise or just hanging out. And, you know, you see kids drawing uh, stuff with chalk on sidewalks. So, you know, golf is one of those things that allows people to go out and get some physical ex- activity. You're walking a lot if you're not using a cart, you know? So uh, yeah, it's, I, 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 yeah, is it an essential business? Probably not, but I think it's essential for morale right now for a lot of people just to be able to do something, you know, uh, that isn't, you know, sitting in your apartment or home, you know, watching television. So, uh, yeah. So well, I have, I'm I okay with the golf course being open personally, but, yeah. you know. I happened to see a funny post on Facebook the other day about – picture of a guy laying on on his couch watching tv and you know it said 10 years ago they called this guy a bum now he's a social <laughs> hero because he's staying home doing nothing but watching tv yeah yeah so i feel, feel vindicated for all that television watching i've done the last 10 years so it's, it's all <laughs> perspective mm-hmm. yeah so yeah yeah, it's going to be interesting. I know Illinois closed golf courses, but Indiana has them open. So I wonder if Indiana ever moves in the future to close them or not. Um, it will be interesting to see. So I would, I would, I don't look for them to close them right now unless you see a real big spike in the numbers, yeah, number I, of cases, and the death toll starts really going up. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So just going to be interesting. You know, everything 
it's day to day in this world now. So we're just kind of, you know, follow whatever happens on a day to day. Sometimes it's hour by hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, transitioning to something else that we uh, are doing locally. Uh, we, you might've post about it on Facebook or Twitter or any social media. Um, we are doing our local area greatest of all time bracket. Right. Uh, coaches, players in it. We just finished up round one. Uh, Greg, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at some of the results from round one. But did, uh, did any of them surprise you? Did anything pop out at you that was kind of an upset maybe? Uh, nothing really is an upset, I don't think. That is true. That's fair. That's fair. I did. I feel like I did notice a lot of the younger uh, people maybe got better votes because, you know, they might be on social media or, you know, things like that. Like one, one vote I thought was pretty interesting was uh, Natalie Newell beating Kim Barrier. Uh, right. Kim, what? Kim, you know, Kim, obviously a uh, great basketball player with Miss Basketball at 80 Basketball, yeah. And Natalie played – she's a great softball player. No, no disrespect to Natalie, you know. I, I was just surprised to see a Miss Basketball lose. You know, we don't have too many of those from our area. But, you know, Natalie, you know, finished up her career in 2011 at Goshen High School. So maybe that recency factor helped her win a little bit. I uh, feel like I saw that too as well uh, with Andy Williams winning over Tom Kirst. Uh, You know, Andy Williams a great athlete. Don't get me wrong. I mean, again – how can you how can you have an upset in this bracket, right? Right. He was a, he's a more recent guy where Kurth, you know, he coached at Elkhart Central Football for 36 years and you know won state titles in 68 and 70. So, you know, he hasn't coached in a while. His accolades are incredible though, you know. So maybe if he had coached even more recently, maybe that would have helped him. I you know yeah. who knows. But I feel like the recency factor definitely helped out a couple people in this bracket. Yeah. So that was just my, that's just my opinion. I, I, yeah. not, unless I also, you know, voted myself in the bracket, and I voted for those other people. So I'm, you know, a little upset my picks didn't get through. So <laughs> no offense. Once they go back to Natalie Newell. No offense to Natalie Newell, but, like, no. you know, but just trying her, to make accolades here. So. Right. Her win sets up a battle of the Natalies in the next round, though, because she's going to be going up against Natalie Will. Yeah. The great basketball and softball and volleyball athlete from Northwood High School. Yeah, and that, for me, that one could be interesting to see who's going to come out on top of that one. Right, two recent two recent players as well, which might you know help a little bit. Uh, two really solid, obviously great players there too. For me, there's this uh, this section of the bracket that is really eye popping to me right now. Uh, you have Nate Andrews against Steve Neff. So you yes. have one of the best athletes in Northwood history and, you know, a great football coach currently too against the greatest coach probably in that school's history, uh, you know, winning his girls basketball coach in the state for the longest time. Uh, that's a really intriguing, intriguing matchup. Uh, that's going to keep the folks down in Napanee and Wapurusa voting for a long time. That yeah. And then on the other side of that, the winner of that, Nate Andrews, Steve Neff, gets the winner of Shanna Zolman against Marcus Carpenter. Zolman, obviously, from Wallace, you 
the was the leading scorer all time in state girls basketball history right. against Carpenter, who was a state uh, finalist for Mr. Football. Uh, he won a state title at Jimtown, played at Wisconsin, helped Wisconsin win the Rose Bowl. Uh, lead, lead, lead running back for Heisman Trophy winner. Oh. Mm-hmm. So those are two of arguably the best athletes ever from our area. I mean, not just one of the, you know, they are legitimately two of the greatest, not that anyone else isn't a legitimate greatest, but like they are like near the top of the list, I would assume by most people's rankings. So who's going to win that is going to be really interesting. And then that, that those, these blind draw gods ruined that quadrant of the bracket. Let me tell you. Okay. That's hey. unfair. Who slants it? That's too stacked. All four should be in the elite eight. They're going to be eliminated here in the round of 32. Hey, I will take totally entirely credit for the blind draw, as I explained in my column in Monday's paper. Ah, I'm still not feeling the blind draw. I get it. I get why we had to do it for this, but, you know. But that those those are the matchups I'm thinking are really interesting. Uh, we got another Northridge versus Northridge runner uh, yes. matchup. Jolene Williams and Megan Jackson. Awesome. So the 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 runner beat the coach in the in the first in that matchup for uh, Megan Jackson. So that was interesting. I thought that was an interesting result too. So another uh, one that I mentioned last week was the uh, Schaefer South Eric Barnes matchup in the first round. Two of the greatest athletes probably ever come out of the city of Elkton. And I see that Schaefer did come out. Schaefer Subs did come out on top of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've now he gets to go up against uh Middlebury basketball legend Don Wiring in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. So it, there are some really good matchups here. Uh obviously all the matchups are gonna be great. So it's really hard to have a bad matchup, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think Skyler Carpenter versus Jason Fox is a great matchup here. It is individual sport champions that kind of dominated their own sports, you know, Carpenter and track and Fox and swimming. So, I mean, Fox basically led Goshen to a second place finish by himself in 96 in the state right. as a, as a team. So, but Carpenter also won 10 individual state track championships. So how do you, you know, how do you balance that out? You know, so uh, really interesting stuff there. So, uh, Good voter turnout, too. I was really happy with how many people we got voted. Uh, so keep on voting. Keep your favorites yeah. going, too, you know? So the contest yeah. runs through? April 20th. April 20th, okay. Well, the second round goes from Tuesday here, April 7th, to Thursday, April 9th. And then we'll have the third round from there to the 12th fourth round of the 15th, fifth round of the 18th, and then the championship, April 19th and 20th. So should be good. I'm intrigued to see who, who advances, who goes through. Uh, so, yeah, should be fun. Another one that I was going to mention, one of the first rounds that, you know, kind of surprised me a little bit, but then not really, was the Lindsey Banco-Jabbar Johnson matchup. Yeah. Between the Olympic swimmer and the uh, basketball player. Who led the concord to favor on her up finish? Mm-hmm. Banco ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. Banco, uh, obviously, I mean, look at her accolades. You know, it's a mile oh. long. So, yeah. I think being the first, you know, female 
to get uh, – is she the first uh, – no, she went to USC. Sorry. I, had my, I was pulling up the wrong wrong one. My bad. You were looking at Diane – you must have been looking at Diane Stevenson. Huh? I was, yeah. That's, she, she drew a tough matchup in that first round with uh, uh, Rick Meyer. So Yes, definitely. It's going to be hard to beat – for me, I'm looking at the bracket. It's going to be kind of hard to top the, the, the quote-unquote brand names, right, of Rick Meyer and Sean Kemp. But I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them got upset. Rick Meyer is going up against Jamie Matthews, the former football player from Fairfield. Uh, he, who, he was more than a football player, though. He was a basketball and a track right. stand, too. Right. And uh, Sean Kemp draws – uh, Maury, runner, Maury Klein, mm-hmm. who's uh, one of the best runners in Goshen history. So, a couple decent matchups there. Again, the brand names might help them out. You know, Kemp, Meyer, uh, those might help them because they're kind of more common, well-known names from the area. So, uh, should be interesting. Should be interesting. So, yeah. Else about the bracket catch your eye there, Greg? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good with it so far. So, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, no, I think, that, I think that'll wrap up this edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. And remember, folks, to go to the Goshen News website to vote in the bracket, record your votes in there, and we'll check in back with you next week.